Hey guys, welcome back to the Road to Madness podcast. I'm Maggie Glio. I'm Mindong. 19 days left until the college basketball season tips off. Yes, sir. We are under three weeks, under 20 days. A lot of countdowns, a lot of timers. Um, I'm just very excited for this season to begin, man. There's a lot of great stuff going on. Today's episode should be a good one as we do have the WAC Conference, also known as the Western Athletic Conference. But um, yeah, man, this is the last of the uh, mid-major conferences. After the next episode, you will see all of the big heavy hitters starting with the West Coast Conference and going in alphabetical order after that with the Power Five and also the other high major conferences. Yeah, uh, like you mentioned, 19 days left or I mentioned, and it's a very, obviously less than 20 days is crazy. Obviously, we came into the season, what, 200 plus days into the season. We were just like, oh, we have nothing to do off this, this off season. Now we have a lot to do before the season starts. Obviously, the NBA season started last night. Shout out to our hometown, the Boston Celtics. Obviously, you have uh, the Boston banner right yes. there. Yeah, and a big win for them. Obviously, like Joel Embiid said, it's it's not a rivalry. Uh, Celtics win all the time. But uh, yeah, shout out Celtics. Let's just get right to this conference preview. Indeed, and the uh, WAC looked really good last year. Uh, for those who do not know, New Mexico State did win the MAC uh, WAC last year. Excuse me, and uh, they actually won a game in uh, WAC in March Madness. Uh, they beat Connecticut in a very good game. Lost to Arkansas in a close one in that second round, but uh, they'd held their own. Uh, but obviously, a uh, whole new different team looking for them this year. But um, regular season champs was a two-way tie between Seattle and Stephen F. Boston. New Mexico State could have been in there as well, but they had one last game. But, um, yeah, it was a really close race at the top. But uh, excited to see who ends up winning this thing this year. So, without further ado, um, I forgot to put a player of the year, so you go first. Yeah, I will go first. I'll put a transfer in as my player of the year. That transfer, a very good transfer in the name of Xavier Pinson. Uh, transfer from originally Missouri. Last year played at LSU at LSU. Ten points. Two and a half rebounds, five assists, two steals last year. And the year before that, Missouri, 13 and a half points, three rebounds, three assists, and a steal. So he's a pretty good player, obviously. Um, led the LSU team defensively. And uh, obviously, very good get for New Mexico State. A pretty surprise he transferred there. Uh, I think his final two were New Mexico State and Xavier. And he chose New Mexico State. So pretty good get for them. Obviously, New Mexico State losing Chris Chans. I'll get that. Uh, I'll I'll do my preview of them, obviously when it when the time comes. Indeed, indeed, and uh, a lot of great guys you can go with honestly to win this thing this year. I'm gonna go with Javon Blackshear Jr. out of Grand Canyon. Very good season he had last year. He was averaging about 16 points per game, uh, three rebounds and four assists, and also a steal and a half per game. Uh, very good player, and um, I think he's gonna lead Grand Canyon to and hopes to be a pretty good season this year. Um, he's going to be the focal point. They're bringing some new guys as well, but uh, I'll talk about them when we get there. But, uh, yeah, Javon Blackshear Jr. looks like he could be a very key piece once again coming back from the first team last year. Mm-hmm. My dark horse, I really like this dark horse a lot. It is Cal Baptist. Three starters uh, return. Those three starters are led by the Armstrong brothers, who are, who are very good. Trey Armstrong, uh, probably the, lead, the leading scorer, and Terran Armstrong, who is – Kind of like the jack of all trades. He looks like, I'd say, Josh Giddy a little bit. 
Yeah, he, he plays exactly. They play exactly the same as well. They're, uh, he's from Australia as well. So uh, maybe maybe he's, he's somewhat related, but uh, they're, they're very good. They also got Joe Quintana from Lyon Marymount. He's a, he was a starter there for a very long time. And Cal Baptist, I think they're legit this year. Definitely agree with you. And uh, my dark horse team, I'm going to go with Sam Houston State. Uh, team not really on anyone's radar right now because they lost a lot this offseason. Uh, but they do, do, they do return three stars and some bench players as well. They do lose their top two options, which makes sense why some people will kind of write them off. Savian Flag is gone. And um, I forget the other guy's name. It was – I know his name. I just can't remember it right now. Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll come back to it. But regardless, uh, Sam Houston State did pretty well last year, uh, finished fourth in this conference, uh, did lose in the – quarterfinal game to Grand Canyon because um yeah the WAC uh conference tournament's a little bit weird because it's like um yeah, they, they start get, out with it's a bunch of playing games they got much the buys the double buys the quadruple yeah. buys the triple buys <laughs> yeah like um yeah like Grand Canyon and Seattle both had buys in the semifinals and uh yeah so Sam Houston State beat Cal Baptist and then they lost to Grand Canyon um so they, they held their own but I think it will still be a successful year even though a lot of people don't think so. But, um, yeah, I think they're a really good team, and uh, we'll see what they can do. Mm-hmm. And like you said, new and improved to WAC. 13 teams this year starting at number 13. I got the new team, UT Arlington, coming from the Sun Belt here. Huge roster turnaround. Uh, don't really see anybody of significance returning. Looking at last year's roster, this year's roster, it will be a rebuilding year for them, having them at 13. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, UT Arlington coming over from the Sun Belt. Uh, their top guy is gone. Um, David Azore, I think, or Azori, I think his name was. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was averaging like I think he was averaging like 20 points per game, which is incredible. But uh, yeah, UT Arlington, I don't think they'll have too much going for them this year, unfortunately. But uh, I mean, you never know. Could be a rebuild year for them, probably. But uh, we'll see what they can do in the future. Mm-hmm. Number 12, I have UT Rio Grande Valley here. One starter returns. That one starter is Justin Jackson, who's a very good player. I uh, should have. Uh, votes to be in all conference and potentially conference player of the year if they do overachieve uh, right now having them at number 12. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Uh, Justin Johnson was on the second team last year. He was averaging about 17 and a half, so mm-hmm. he did his part, but uh, he needs some other guys to help step up, and uh, he's the only starter that returns, which is very massive for this team as a whole, but uh, in terms of the team as a whole, they need some other guys to step up. If that's the case, I think they can move up a couple spots, but probably going to stay in the bottom five, unfortunately, as they did last year. Yeah, and number 11, Tarleton State here. Uh, three starters returns led by Freddie Hicks on offense. Obviously, offense is not that what they do. They play really good defense. And uh, they took Gonzaga to the wire last year, which is pretty cool. It was pretty awesome. They led with like four and a half minutes left before Gonzaga made a late run push to, to win the game. But um, they're a very competitive team. They've always been competitive. Obviously, their coach. Billy Gillespie, a very good coach. He's been to the tournament. He's won games in the tournament, and now he's at a Tarleton. So I want to see him work his magic. It's been three years now. I feel like that he can, um, but obviously it's hard being ineligible still for the tournament. Yeah, definitely agree. Um, being eligible is very unfortunate, but uh, they'll be up there relatively soon, I think, a couple more years, uh, maybe two. So, But, um, yeah, I'm going to do a minute episode switch, and uh, I'm going to put Utah Valley here at number 11. Is that low for them? Yes, but um, considering what they lost, I think it is 
rightfully so to put them here. Um, they lose three. Uh, they return three stars and some bench. Obviously, they lose their anchor, Bardazi Mock, one of my favorite guys from last year. The reigning player of the year for this conference is gone. Um, and Utah Valley, they did all right last year. They finished seventh in the conference, even with Imak, and uh, now without him. It's going to be tough. Uh, they do return a healthy Trey Woodbury, which will go a long way. Justin Harding also looks to elevate this team as well as with Trey Garfod. But uh, other than that, could be a sneaky team down the line. But without Imak, I think that's definitely a huge dynamic loss for this Utah Valley team. Yeah, definitely agree with you. I have them at 10. They leaned so heavily on Emac uh, last year. And the rest of the team, not too bad, but obviously they don't have that big man uh, down there anymore to soak up all the attention. It's going to be a lot harder. It's going to be a lot easier for teams to defend this Utah Valley team. That is why I have them at 10. Definitely agree. And my number 10 team, we flip flop here. I have Tarleton State here at 10. Uh, I think Tarleton State's a solid defensive team, the offensive side of the ball. Uh, could need, could get some work, but uh, Carlton did all right in this conference last year. Finished exactly 500, um, and they did lose their. Oh, they didn't even make it there. I don't know why. Why didn't Carlton make it to the conference tournament? I don't know. Maybe they weren't. They were ineligible. Oh, that's right. I, I thought it was just for March Madness. I did, I forgot it was for the WAC too. But um, yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate, but uh, I think this is a pretty good team. Very good defensive team, like you talked about. Good transfer coming in, and Corian Russian from uh, CSU. I think that's Open State. I, I don't know why I wrote CSU because there's so many CSUs. But regardless, uh, Corian Russian comes in, which is a big piece for them. So uh, we'll see how they fare in the competitive whack. But I think Carolina State will remain around 500, and that's going to put them at number 10. Mm -hmm. At number nine, I have Utah Tech here. Uh, last year was known as Dixie State. Looking at the roster, only one starter leaves from this team. Uh, so lots of experience coming in, led by Cameron Gooden, uh, their best player from last year also. And uh, this could be the year for Utah Tech to uh, make some noise, obviously. I think they're low -tier or they are a low-tier dark horse, probably for the mm -hmm. both of us. Definitely agree. And uh, I'm going to make a mid-episode switch again. And um, I'm going to put Stephen F. Austin here at number nine. Um, Stephen F. Austin, as you know, has been a very dominant team in this conference for the past couple of years or so. Uh, this year is looking to be a down year. They only returned two starters and some bench. Uh, this is pretty low for them, considering their, obviously, historic success in the WAC. Uh, obviously, regular season champs last year uh, lost in the quarterfinals to Babylon Christian. But um, they got a healthy Rody Ware coming back, which is huge for this team. Um, this is a low-tier dark horse as well. I think a lot of people are kind of questionable about Stephen F. Austin this upcoming season. I'm one of them. So uh, we'll see if they can prove me wrong, which they probably will. But, um, yeah, I'm just excited to see what happens. But for now, uh, I'm just going to put them here at nine. Mm -hmm. Number eight, I have Stephen F. Austin here. Obviously, this is a program that wins a lot. <clears throat> and uh, it's weird putting you at number eight because they're always atop uh, whatever conference they're in. But like you said, two stars, most of the bench return, which means a lot of scoring lost. Uh, but this is still a very experienced team. This is a team that relies on multiple uh, rotation players. They have a very deep rotation. So uh, obviously most of the scoring is gone, but most of the minutes are back, which is pretty weird to say. Uh, but I, I feel like they're going to finish uh, higher than I placed them. So I have them at eight for now. Yeah, and I'm going to do another mid-episode switch. I'm putting Abilene Christian here at number eight. Are we on eight? Yeah. Yeah, I'm putting Abilene Christian here at eight. Um, obviously, I don't have a good um, 
history with this team, as you <laughs> probably know. But uh, two stars and some bench players return for this team. Uh, Arion Simmons comes back, which is a pretty good option. Uh, this team's obviously very well-rounded. Uh, no, I mean, they're starters, uh, but uh, the bench gets a lot of playing time, which is something Abilene Christian has definitely relied on in the past couple of years. Familiar face comes back. Uh, Mr. Joe Pleasant comes back from Wichita State. I think it's a very big addition for them. We'll see what they can do, but um, obviously uh, they're a dark horse team in their own, as they usually are. I mean, they were the five seed last year, or six seed last year, and they made it all the way to the finals of the uh, WAC Conference Tournament. So uh, this team's capable of doing some good stuff. We'll see what they can do. I'm going to put them at eight, though. Mm -hmm. Number seven, I have your dark horse, Sam Houston State here. Uh, three starters, some bench players return, uh, like you mentioned, but the top two options are gone, which is a yeah, big blow for them. They do pretty well in the transfer pool. They have very good transfers, and they develop them and blossom them into very good players, which is a good thing for this program. Uh, right now, I have them at seven. Yeah, I definitely agree. And uh, my number seven team is my dark horse. Uh, wait, this is my dark horse. Um, this is my low tier dark horse that we talked about. It is Dixie State, also Utah Tech, also known as Dixie State. Uh, I was unaware of this change. I was like, wait, wait, what happened to Dixie State? Who is Utah Tech? Are they new? And then I realized that they changed their name, which I still don't understand why, but hey, it's whatever. Uh, four stars and majority of the bench do return, though, for this Utah Tech team. They look pretty good. Uh, I think they look really good. Cameron Gooden comes back as well as Dantel Letter. Uh, I think Utah Tech is going to break through this year, and I know the record wasn't the best last year. Finished 10th in this conference. Um, they didn't even make it to that first-round games because uh, only the top, what, eight or so teams make it. I think the top eight make it. Um, but regardless, um, wait, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, top eight. I'm, I'm losing something here. I don't know what's going on. But, yes, uh, I do think Utah Tech uh, elevates this year and they move into a prime position. Um, I think – I honestly think seven's a fine position. It's the exact middle of the pack. So, uh, I think they're going to do well this year. Mm -hmm. And at number six, I have a – program that I really like. It's Southern Utah, uh, obviously coming from the big sky, first year in the WAC. Uh, three stars, some bench return. One of those guys returning, Tavion Jones, who obviously a player of the year contender, uh, I think, in this conference as well. Transfer-wise, they have Cameron Healy coming in from uh, Central Michigan. He's a very good player, and he was the leading scorer there for Central Michigan last year. I think this is a very good team, obviously. Good on offense, awful on defense, but um, they're 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 good enough to win this this conference. Definitely agree. Uh, I think they're a pretty good team this year. Obviously, a uh, huge blow for the uh, Big Sky uh, losing to Southern Utah because uh, that was one of the better teams in the program. But to the WAC, uh, that's a huge addition. Southern Utah, uh, pretty good team uh, in this conference. Uh, my number six team is my dark horse, Sam Houston State, and uh, three stars into bench players of turn, which I talked about. The uh, other option I was trying to mention was um, Savion Flag, or was that the guy I already mentioned? I don't even remember that. Um, but regardless, um, Sam Houston State, uh, it's definitely the guy I already said. Um, is, was it Davion Buster? Is that who I'm thinking of? Or is that completely wrong? Now, now I got to look. I'm, I'm losing my mind over here. Hold on. I got to figure out who the other guy was that they lost. because I think he transferred in. And... Um, was it Lampley? No. Yeah, it was Lampley. Yeah, okay. So, Demarcus Lampley and Savion Flagg are both gone. Um, but I do think Sam Houston State's still a pretty good team. And uh, they've obviously 
Uh, like you talked about, they grow their own transfers and uh, they grow players into some pretty good um, prospects. So uh, I do think that they got a good chance to do so once again. Might take a little bit to get going, but uh, I do think San Jose State will remain uh, in this top half at number six. Mm -hmm. And approaching the top five, at number five, I have my dark horse, Cal Baptist here. Like I mentioned, the Armstrong brothers are, are returning. They're very good, and they have a lot of years of eligibility left. And Joe Quintana from Loyola Marymount, very good player, longtime starter there. And, yeah, they, they have a very good shot of winning this tournament. Definitely agree. And uh, Cal Baptist is also my number five team. Uh, they got a good shot, man. Three stars into bench return. We talked about the Armstrong brothers, Trey and Teron. Teron was actually the rookie of the year last year uh, in this conference, which was a very big surprise. Uh, he did a lot of great stuff. And uh, I think Josh Giddey is honestly the perfect uh, comparison to him in the terms of the NBA player. But uh, you talked about the big transfer already, Joe Quinetta coming over from uh, Loyola Marymount. Very big addition as well. This team's got a lot of talent. And uh, we'll see what the Armstrong brothers can do. As well as Kenyatta, that's a big three right there to watch out for because uh, they can be dangerous. Mm -hmm. Number four, I have Albaline Christian here. Uh, <laughs> I know you're shaking your head, but this is a program. I don't, I don't know. I don't care who's on the roster. They, they're dangerous regardless. They have such a high floor, and I think their floor is number four here. Obviously, I, I think you said six seed, and they made the, they ended up winning or making it to the finals last year. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't see any flaws in this team other than. They have a very poor offense, but their defense carries them, obviously. Mm -hmm. Joe Pleasant returns, uh, the Texas killer, obviously, for his final year. Um, hopefully he can make two more free throws to beat Texas again this year. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> of course, that had to be mentioned. But, um, yeah, in terms of um, defense, surprisingly, Abilene Christian was not first. They were actually – I don't even think they're a top five in uh, defense, uh, at least in points per game, opponents' points per game. Um, I'll have you try and guess who those teams were later. But um, regardless, I'll go to number four now, and I'm going to put Southern Utah here at number four for me. Welcome to the WAC, obviously coming over from the big sky. Three stars and some bench players return for this team. I think they still look pretty good. I know they lost John Knight the third or the second. <laughs> I think it's the second. But um, they no, no, it's the third, isn't it's it? It's the third. I'm, I'm double guessing stuff now. But uh, regardless, uh, Tevian Jones comes back as well as Mazin Fawcett. Uh, two very big guys coming back. And uh, Cameron Healy coming in from uh, Central Michigan. Very big as well as Felix Bometi from Omaha. I think this season's going to thrive year one in the black. And uh, like I talked about, Southern Utah always been a very good and uh, competent team in whatever conference they've been in because uh, they've, they've moved around a couple of conferences in the past decade or so. But uh, yeah, I think they're going to do really well in the WAC, at least this first year. Mm -hmm. Time for my first mid-episode switch at number three. I'm going to New Mexico State here. A huge roster turnaround, obviously, uh, for the champs. Chris Jans is gone. He is now at Mississippi State. Teddy Allen has gone pro. And, uh, yeah, new new coach takes over. Obviously, a, a little in-house promotion. Uh, and he's done a terrific job this offseason, like I said. Xavier Pinson. Uh, is my player of the year. He's in. Uh, Dewan Jordan from Missouri and Kim Aiken Jr. from Arizona didn't get much burn there. But uh, the year before that, he was the defensive player of the year in the big sky uh, for Eastern Washington. He's a very good two-way player. So tremendous value there in the portal uh, for New Mexico State. What I'd uh, do a mid-episode switch, I think the top two teams are better. But New Mexico State, I think, still has an equal shot uh, along with these top two teams. 
Definitely agree. And uh, that's where I had Mexico State as well at number three. Like I talked about, complete roster turnaround for the reigning champs. Uh, they lost a lot. And uh, they had a really good team last year. And that's why they won a game in March Madness. I mean, Teddy Allen was phenomenal. He was averaging about 20 points per game. And they also had a lot of great round pieces as well. Johnny McCants was a very big piece to this team. I'm trying to think of who else was there because there was a lot of guys. And obviously, I don't remember who else was there besides those two. But I know there was a lot more. Um, and obviously, Chris Jans is also gone, which is a very big loss uh, for this program. But, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see what they can do is the big question. They still pulled a very good transfer class, probably the best in this conference. Uh, Xavier Pinson coming over from LSU. So John Gordon from Missouri, Kim Aiken Jr. from Arizona. Three high major transfers, uh, two SEC guys and a uh, Pac-12 guy who all got good run. Um, I know that Kim Aiken Jr. wasn't – I mean, he still had a good season. I mean, there's a down year for him, obviously. Playing time is down, but uh, he still had a pretty good season, if you ask me. So I do think this New Mexico State team is still very dangerous. They have no signs of going anywhere, and uh, we'll see what they can do. Because uh, obviously their historic success in this WAC has also been very uh, noteworthy as well. Mm -hmm. And number one team, Grand Canyon University. We're number two. We're number two. Oh. <laughs> Thanks number for spoiling. Two. No. <laughs> number two is uh, Seattle for me. Four starters return. Uh, that one starter, I forgot his name. He's at San, uh, San Diego State now. But um, ah, what's his name? Um, what's his name? Tur tur something oh, something Tramwell. I just had it. Uh, Darian Tramwell. Yeah, yeah, Tramwell. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's at San Diego State now. But uh, every Monday I was returns. Obviously, Cameron Tyson. Uh, he's another Player of the Year contender. There's a lot of Player of the Year contenders here. He's definitely an All Conference player. Um, Seattle's a very good team this year. They won it last year, didn't they? Regular season, yes. yeah. Yeah. So that was impressive. I didn't – I don't know where we went Seattle, but we definitely did not have them winning. No. I think we had them like eighth, I think. But yeah. I don't remember. But, um, yeah, I have Seattle here as well. You just kind of talked about them, so I'm not <laughs> going to add too, too much. But uh, Cameron Tyson is the big guy that uh, comes back, as well as Riley Grigsby, another guy that uh, does return that's uh, going to be pretty good uh, considering Tramiel is gone. Uh, Tyson was a uh, all-conference first-teamer last year. Like you talked about, definitely in the player of the year conversations. Um, no big changes. I mean, it's just losing Tramel. That's pretty much it. And uh, Seattle did very well last year with some more experience. We'll see what they can do this year because uh, they had a phenomenal season. And uh, like you said, no one really saw it coming. So uh, I'm excited to see what they can do this upcoming season. Mm -hmm. And now I can say the number one team uh, is Green Canyon University. I believe we had them first last year. No, we didn't. But they're always at the top of the conference. Three setters, some bench return. Uh, very good-looking team, obviously. Javon Blackshear Jr., he's your player of the year, correct? Correct. Yeah, uh, he returned. And uh, the transfer is obviously familiar name for the both of us, Rayshon Harrison. Mm -hmm. uh, if you know, you know. Uh, he's from <laughs> Presbyterian. And uh, Noah Bowman uh, from Georgia, he's a very good player as well. And uh, Bryce Drew, Scott Drew. Which Drew Bryce. is it? Bryce. Bryce. I said. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was worse than what I've been doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bryce Drew got he's got something going here and uh in Grand Canyon. And uh they're the number one team heading into the season in the WAC for me. 
Definitely agree. And um, I actually just pulled up the WAC. Well, I thought I had it. 177. Well, I don't know where the 177 went. All the other ones are here. I don't know what's going on. But um, I was going to try and pull up the uh, last year's rankings, but I don't know where they went. It seems like they've magically disappeared from the doc or the folder. Uh, you try to find it. It's 177. Um, for those of you that want to go and see uh, what that was. Oh, I found but, um, it. I found it. Where is it? Just guess what you guess where you had Seattle. I had them lower than eight. Yeah. Oh, I found it. I found it. I found it. You had them as your dark horse. Oh, I did. But you put Oh them, yeah. Look at that. You put them at Hey, yeah, you had the play of the year, correct? So um yeah, and a, and a pretty good dark horse myself. Yes, yes, you did. Yeah, so we did pretty well, honestly. Um, Mexico State was your top team who won it. I had Stephen F. Austin, who won the regular season, as long as Seattle. Hey, hey, that's not too bad. Where'd you have Seattle? Eight. Oh, yeah. Well, look at, no, you had them fifth. What are you talking about? Oh, I did? Yeah. Uh, I don't know who you're looking at, but uh, yeah, we actually did not too bad on the WAC last year, which is surprising because uh, I think the WAC is kind of hard to rank, to be honest. But um, yeah, you kind of spoiled it already, but Grand Canyon is my number one team as well. Well, you spoiled it for yourself, at least. But uh, three stars and some bench players returned. Uh, DCU, man, they looked pretty good. Javon Blackshear Jr., my player of the year, obviously. And Rayshon Harrison from Presbyterian comes in. I know we have the joke, but uh, I also watched him play last year in person against Clemson. He's pretty good from what I saw, and he's going to do some good stuff over at Grand Canyon. Another interesting transfer is uh, Noah Bondman from Georgia. Uh, he's been bouncing around, but uh, was at Georgia last year, did pretty well, and uh, I think it's really looking good for Grand Canyon. Uh, in terms of home court advantage, they probably have the best in this conference, no doubt. Uh, it's always buzzing there uh, from what I've seen, at least. But, um, yeah, man, uh, whack, really good. And, uh I'm really impressed with the turnaround for the WAC these past two, two or so years because uh, before the conference realignment, the WAC was an all right conference. But now with uh, the Southland pretty much merging with the WAC in terms of the high uh, conferences or high teams in that conference, uh, WAC is a pretty competitive conference and uh, very excited to see what they do this upcoming season. Yeah, definitely excited. Tournament outlook, unfortunately, it's probably a one bid. Uh, but honestly, like looking at these schedules, they're, they're pretty tough. Mm -hmm. uh, so they just got to win the games they need to win and uh, also win the game that they're expected to lose. Um, but I think uh, I, I think this could be a pretty good uh, quad one, quad two opportunities, looking at the top maybe four to six teams. I think they're quad, at least quad two opportunities, which is by far not a bad loss whatsoever, obviously. Uh, but um, probably a 12 to 14 seed if I had to guess. Yeah, 12. Yeah, I mean, it has been 12 in the past. Last year was... was they were 12 last seed? year. Did you come a three seed? Oh, no, they're a five seed. You're right. Um, yeah, so probably 12. Um, don't see them going to 11. Probably not, but um, yeah, it's probably a one bit, unfortunately. Another comment that I wish it could be a two bit, because I think there's a lot of fantastic teams in this conference. But, uh, yeah, I'd probably have to say that it is going to be a one bit as well. But um, looking at these uh, games here for a lot of these teams, um, 
they got some good contests. I got to say, they have some very good contests. Um, and even some of the teams lower uh, down in the rankings that we have, like uh, Tarleton State, for example, they play Arizona State and that uh, Monday, November 7th game. Rio Grande Valley plays Kansas State. Utah State plays Utah Valley. Uh, all of these teams pretty much have very good chances and very good quad one opportunities uh, to win some games and try and win some games. So, um, I'm intrigued and I'm excited to see what the WAC can do. It's obviously a fantastic conference year in year out, but um, yeah, it's just kind of a matter of what happens within the uh, non-conference and then we'll see what happens in that conference tournament because uh, no one's safe, no matter where you're ranked, as we've seen plenty of times before, especially in this WAC conference. Yeah, no one is safe indeed. And uh, 19 days left. Hopefully you got your whiteboard this time. Don't worry, I have my whiteboard. <laughs> and I forgot to write what conference is next. Look at that. Backwards. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm holding this really weird. But the whack is gone. Sunbelt obviously has been crossed off from last time. And uh, next up, the first of the quote-unquote high major conferences because uh, we always debate on whether or not the West Coast Conference is a high major conference or not. We know there's a lot of great teams in there, so it's kind of a joke. But uh, it's a very good segue, I think, from the uh, conferences to the high majors. I think the West Coast Conference is right there in the middle, so uh, it's, it's a pretty good segue. But, um, yeah, you know who's in this conference by now, and uh, you know who probably should be the favorite. We say this every year, but it's just kind of a reality of what's, what's to come. So, um, I don't know. I know you had some interesting takes last year in the West Coast Conference with St. Mary's. You always love that team. And, uh, I mean, I, I have my favorite in there as well, San Fran. Shout out to them. Uh, two very good teams. Hoping to do some good stuff this year as well. But, um, yeah, West Coast Conference coming up next. And uh, after that, all the high majors that you've been looking forward to, as have we. So uh, a lot of great rankings left, a lot of great teams left to rank. So um, excited to see what happens in these uh, final 19 days before November 7th kicks off. Yeah, 19 days. NBA uh, is back already. So, yeah, lots of basketball, lots of sports on uh, probably. But – um. What's the trivia question for today, sir? Oh, yeah. um, well, I was going to give you one after the episode, but um, I guess I'll give it now. Uh, what team in the WAC, only in conference play, had the least opponents' points per game last year? Allowed or scored? Allowed. Okay. Like, like, like who allowed the least amount of points? Yes. All right. Easy. Any guesses? Yeah. Who? I mean, you said it's a true question. I'm going to go with Tarleton. Incorrect. One, two, three, four. Tarleton was fifth. Well, that was my guess, but <laughs> you guys, but, um, you, guys can guess. You, you fans can guess. It's not mine to guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Tarleton's not a bad guess. That There's a lot of surprises within the opponent's points per game at least, but um, yeah. Yeah. Um, who would who'd you say? Abilene Christian? Yeah, yeah. Ready? Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth. And uh, opponent points per game. So, I mean, I know they're a fantastic defensive team. I mean, their they're, uh, strength of schedule was very good. I mean, I know it's only including conference play, but uh, still, very good team. And uh, you never know what's to come. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, 19 days. Oh, you got something you want to say? Yeah, one more thing. Let's get off topic a little bit. I like getting off topic. Of course you do. Yeah. Obviously, uh, no uh, 
Probably no episode tomorrow. Probably the next episode will be Friday if I had to say so myself. So let's make our Thursday night football pick. Saints, Cardinals, <laughs> who you got? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the game is not that good. Um, both teams are kind of struggling. But um, I don't know. I guess I'll go with – I guess I'll go with the Cardinals. Uh, obviously, DeAndre Hopkins is back. He's on my fantasy team, which is great. So hopefully he does some good stuff. So, um, yeah, I actually have two very big pieces in tomorrow night's game. So uh, I'm rooting for the highest scoring game, to be honest. Yeah, and uh, we had a little beef before this episode. Uh, because oh, what? A trade. Uh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you guys a trade because it is the most absurd thing. All right, all right. <laughs> I will tell you the trade. I'm giving Matt Aaron Jones, and Matt is giving me J.K. Dobbins, Brandon Cooks, and J.D. McKissick. Right. This sounds awful. No disrespect to those three guys, but come on. They're not going to help my fantasy team out. Like, why give, up, why, give out Aaron, why give up Aaron Jones? But uh, I don't know. I'm just trying. I'm just testing to see what, what the market was looking like. That's all. <laughs> I'm, two That's all. I'm two and four now. Obviously, big win last week. Uh We'll get on topic with my Thursday night football off topic. Uh, but um, I'll go with the Saints just because, I don't know, Cardinals don't look too well. I have Chris Olave, finally healthy once again. Uh, he's on my fantasy team, right receiver one, obviously. Uh, and, yeah, I got the Saints winning. All righty. So, um, yeah, that's that. But uh, for now, Wax looking really good this year. Shout out to him. Next conference up, West Coast Conference, like we talked about. Probably on Friday. Uh, obviously, you'll you'll know if we uh, change things otherwise, because it will be uploaded, as you know. So, um, yeah, those of you that are uh, new tuning in, um, usually you can find this uh, episode on our socials at the under uh, at the RTM underscore podcast. I do that every single time. At the RTM underscore podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok as well. But um, yeah, Anchor is a place to find your uh, podcast or vodcast, depending on which. Uh, which um, app you use. Obviously, Spotify has a podcast feature, which puts this video up. But uh, for those of you that are listening on Apple Music, Amazon Music, uh, Google Play, all the other stuff, uh, just the audio, but uh, all, all is well with that. But, um, yeah, one more thing. Yeah, Amazon actually supports video now. So oh, they do? If you do have, yeah, if you do have Amazon, you will be able to see our faces. Uh, uh, Linktree will be coming soon because, yeah. obviously – there's a lot more options than just Anchor, and we want to uh, put it out there. Indeed, indeed. And, um, yeah, so uh, thank you to everyone that has been tuning in recently. Uh, I've seen a little bit of growth, which is amazing. Obviously, we strive for that growth every single day. Still pushing forward as the season begins, looking to just kind of grow and uh, keep pushing forward until we get to March Madness, obviously, which is where we want that growth to be at a peak and uh, climax. So, um, yeah. I think this is all we got for today's episode. 19 days left till the season begins. And uh, we'll see you on Friday. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in. As always, as always, March, baby. It's always March, baby. Thank you guys for tuning in. Bye.